This is a sermon podcast from Ashland First United Methodist Church in Ashland, Oregon. Visit us online at ashlandmethodist.org for more sermons like this, church information, and how to get involved. Ashland Methodist, a community of open hearts, open minds, and open doors. So much of uh, Jesus' public teaching, he used stories to present his message. The stories were drawn from ordinary life, mainly agricultural and theme, like the story that we just finished hearing about mustard seeds. The stories contained elements that were unusual. They were rich in symbolism that illustrated some profound truth about God. Pointing people in the direction of understanding God's kingdom or God's reality and God's love. So I was really excited when the worship team came to me and said, would you preach during the season of creation? And I'm going, yes, I have the perfect thing for it. So as we enter the fourth season or the fourth week in the worship season of creation, I am really excited to share one of my all-time favorite stories. And it's a story about creation that reminds us to relook at creation or the creation story through the lenses of hope and goodness instead of a downward spiral into bleak evil and sin. So, I believe that as we live into the new millenn- the new millennium, it's time and timely that we should reassess our ideas about our roles as human beings in an increasingly fragile world by supplanting the notion of sin, fear, and pessimism that prevails in our world and counter it with the notion of an increased awareness of awe and goodness and God's desire for us to be blessed and be whole. So the story of the blessing seed just might help us do that. It is written by Kathleen or Caitlin Matthews, and the illustrations that you will see on the screen uh, are illustrations from Allison Dexter. So as Jesus would say, those who have ears, let them hear. In the beginning, God sang everything alive. God sang the sky, the land, and the seas. God sang the plants and the trees. God sang the moon, the sun, and the stars. God sang animals to live in the sea and in the sky and on the earth. God made mother and father of all and sang of man and woman. Then, God said, this earth is your garden. The rocks, the plants, the trees, and the animals are your family. Go and explore your home, he said to them. The man and the woman thanked God. They greeted every stone, plant, and tree, and animal. They learned what each living thing could do. The man and the woman found a tall tree in the middle of the garden. Ha, ha. It had four paths leading away from it. What is this for? They asked God. God said, This is the tree of life. 
On it grows the fruit of knowledge. But it isn't ripe yet. You must not eat it. The four paths are ways to explore this world. When the fruit is ripe, you will be able to walk them all. The man and woman sat together and watched the stars grow bright in the sky. The woman said to God, everyone in the garden has their special gift. The squirrel can jump, the snake can crawl, the bird can fly. What is our special gift? And God answered, to the, answered them, in all the world, you and the man are most like me. You have a special duty. You will care for everything on earth. Your special gift is to learn and to care. How will we do that, asked man. Listen, listen for the song that I sang at the beginning, said God. My song is in everything, and it will help you to learn and to care. The woman listened to the song of the tree of life. It sang a song of laughter, a song of tears, a song of beginning, and a song of coming home. And she said, maybe I will understand our special gift if I eat the fruit. So she picked the fruit and tasted it. It was sweet and bitter, soft and sharp. As she swallowed it, things began to change. She felt like a cloud looking down on the land far below. The birds, the trees, the animals, and the rock felt far away. She shared the fruit with a man. When he tasted it, he felt different and frightened. Why do the animals run away from us, he cried. God came that evening and said, Why are you frightened and upset? Have you eaten from the tree of life? The man said, We did, and now the animals hide from us. We don't understand what is different. The woman said, We ate because we wanted to discover our special gift. God smiled and said, I made the mountains to last forever. I made flowers and trees for beauty. I made birds and fish and animals for their many gifts. But I made human beings for their longing to know. It is time. It is time for you to explore the four paths. Come. And God led them to the tree of life and showed them the paths. The four paths are called the path of wonder, the path of emptiness, the path of making, and the path of coming home. These four paths of life will help you to learn and care. On the path of wonder, you will remember when you were sung from the earth. When you see the moon and the stars at night, or the sparkling sun on the water, when you hear the birds singing in the trees, when you hear the song of creation, then the gift of caring will be born in you. On the path of emptiness, you will remember when you ate the fruit and you felt different. When things go wrong, when no one understands you, when you lose the things you love, when you feel sad, lonely, or frightened, then the gift of learning will be born to you. On the path of making, you will remember the song inside you, 
when you have good ideas, when you make something beautiful, when you tell stories and sing my song, then the gifts of learning and caring will start to grow. On the path of coming home, you will remember that you are a part of everything. When you look after the earth, when you defend the helpless, when you speak for those who have no voice, when you enjoy and respect creation, then, then you will be most like me. Your learning and caring will shine out everywhere. You will be separate no more. Must we leave our home and all we love, cried the man and the woman. All places are your home. Everything I made is your family, God said. Must, must we leave you, cried the man and the woman. And God promised, I will always be with you on your journey. Will we really find the gift of learning and caring, asked the man and the woman. And God said, yes. You ate the fruit of the tree of life before it was ripe, but the seeds of learning and caring will grow inside you. And God blessed them both, saying, I will ripen your gift as you walk the paths of light. Your gift will be a blessing seed. It will leap from your hearts into the hearts of others. Go now and spread my blessing throughout the earth. The man and the woman thanked God. They walked out into the wide world, taking the blessing seed in their hearts. So why do I think this story is so significant for us today? At a glance, it might be tempting to dismiss it as simplistic, overly optimistic, maybe even Pollyanna-ish. It is true, there is no denying that there is plenty of evil in the world and that there is no dispensing that sin and brokenness is all around us. Unfortunately, we are in a state that seems to be spreading like a disease. You don't even have to turn on the news. It's everywhere. It is tempting to look upon the world in despair, thinking that there is nothing that we can do. What I would like to suggest today is that we need to explore a different starting point, one that proclaims Emmanuel, God with us now, here. So when Jesus enters this picture, he comes to manifest and reveal God's love for us and to remind us of our core, our basic core, that we are blessings. We are God's beloved children created in the image of God, and therefore we are not born fallen, but born full of promise, with the potential and the capability of great good to manifest and reveal God's image here and now. So you ask me, that's easy to say, but how do we break the cycle of brokenness? How do we return to our core divine nature? Well, from my reading, reading of the Gospels, I think Jesus is constantly offering and extending God's liberating and reconciling energy that leads us back home to our original blessing. Like the story 
the blessing seed, Jesus invites us on a fourfold journey as well. This is what I gain from my reading of the Gospels. One, Jesus sees people first and, most, and fundamentally with the potential of goodness. Think of the story of Zacchaeus, Mary Magdalene, the prodigal son, just to mention a few. Instead of treating people as essentially flawed and bad, he calls us to accept and claim our core goodness and sacredness with awe, delight, gratitude, and amazement. Two, Jesus doesn't coddle, doesn't water things down, doesn't overlook that our original self has been obscured and distorted by alienation and brokenness. Instead, what Jesus do, does is tell it as it is and helps us to recognize our need to let go and to empty ourselves of the, of the uncertainty, the brokenness, the suffering, the pain, the overall brokenness in our lives by offering us healing and liberation through the gift and the hard work of forgiveness and reconciliation. Three, Jesus awakens and stirs in us a response. We are inspired, we are motivated, we are empowered to release creativity and passion for all those things which bring life, light, beauty, and dignity. We just have to respond. And finally, Jesus sends us forth to embody God's love here and now by acting with justice, compassion, and sacrificial love. He says that we have the potential of transforming and blessing and renewing the world. Embrace your sacredness. So, we're very quiet. <laughs> we're gonna do some action here, okay? Repeat after me. Rediscover and claim our core goodness and sacredness. Rediscover and claim our core sacred goodness and sacredness. You guys are great. Let's do this again. Rediscover and claim our core goodness and sacredness. Empty ourselves, creating space for forgiveness. Empty ourselves, creating space for forgiveness. We're going to break this one in two. Respond passionately. And creatively, and creatively to our state of blessedness. Embody God's love here and now with action. That is Jesus' roadmap for us. When we embrace the seed of God's love within us, we become that creation that God intends. And even when we experience life challenges and they come our way, the blessing seed still can root within us, in each of us, in all of us. Listen, listen to the song of creation. Reconnect with the deep well that is the source of life. Remember, a tiny seed, as small as the mustard seed, will grow into a mighty tree 
whose branches are so large and so wide that the Spirit of God can flourish there. You were born a blessing to be a blessing. So go and be a blessing to someone today. Amen.